0: You're listening to The Plan Podcast, episode number 11, and I am straight shooting from the hip on this one. <laughs> so I had you guys submit questions through Instagram the other day, and you had so many great questions about food and how I grocery shop and what food I keep around. And I always find it kind of interesting to hear about this stuff from other people. So when I wrapped up episode 10, which was about eating well, I thought it might be kind of a fun follow-up to just do an entire Q&A episode answering these questions that you guys sent in. So I'm going to just kind of dive into the questions here after the intro, and we will get started. Thanks for tuning in to the Plan Podcast. We don't know everything, but we're putting together a plan to figure it out, one topic and episode at a time. If your goal is to live better, do better, or be better, then this is the podcast for you. So grab your favorite pen, folks, and let's make some plans with your host, Danny Bruflot from Time is Honey. All right, Danny, let's get planning. Okay, question number one favorite books about food? <laughs> and I talked about these a little bit in the previous episode, but my number one is The Dorito Effect. It's a great book and I will link to it. Um, but basically it talks about the evolu- evolution of food and food flavors and how the food we eat now is not the same as the food we ate hundred years ago. Even a chicken today tastes different than a chicken hundred years ago and has a different nutrient makeup than a chicken hundred years ago. And same with tomatoes and apples and all of that. And so it's super interesting. And another book about food that I really enjoyed was Hungry for Change. Um, it's kind of one of those that you have to kind of take some of it and leave. Some of it It has a little bit of, I don't know, fear mongery information in it, I guess. So you kind of have to read some of it with a grain of salt and it's also in a documentary form. Um, but I really recommend reading the book and the book also has tons of good recipes in it. And I'll link to both of those books in the show notes if you're interested in hearing more about them. Question two, what staples do you always have on hand? Okay, so we always have a variety of nuts and seeds. I would say we always have walnuts, cashews, pepitas, which are pumpkin seeds. We always have sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. So we pretty much always have those on hand, and we kind of put them on everything. And then in our cupboard, we usually have brown rice, jasmine rice, um, bulgur, and quinoa, which are all grains. Um, Staples in our fridge would be definitely mustard, maple syrup, soy sauce, and sriracha sauce. We go through an embarrassing amount of sriracha sauce. I think, I mean, a big bottle probably once a month. A lot of sriracha sauce. (laughs) Um, Question three, what items are always on your grocery list? So this is going to be kind of a weird question because we... Don't have a car and we live in the city center in Copenhagen. And so we walk to and from the grocery store, which is awesome. And there's tons of grocery stores around us, so it's not inconvenient at all. Um, but we go to the grocery store like every day and we just grab a couple of things. I probably spend, I don't know, fifteen to twenty dollars at the grocery store every day or every other day. Um, And the things that I buy the most often are spinach. Um, Josh and I, just the two of us, eat at least like two to three family-sized bags of spinach a week, which is kind of crazy, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a later question about how much I just put spinach in like everything. Um, Another thing I buy all the time are apples. So I eat an apple every morning. um, So I go through a pretty big bag every week. Um, We usually buy cheese, can't live without it, we lived in Wisconsin for six years, (laughs) and we buy a variety of peppers, we kind of put those on everything too, and then on a weekly basis we usually eat chicken and pork and one type of fish. So those are kind of staples that I would say we purchase every week, at least once. Spinach, apples, cheese, variety of fresh peppers, and then a couple types of meat, pretty basic. Question four, what do you snack on to keep energy during the day? And my initial response to this is that I don't snack a lot because I drink so much water. I think if you're drinking 100 to 150 ounces of water, you find that you sit around and snack a lot less. And a lot of people will tell you that your desire to snack is actually thirst and you're just kind of confusing thirst with hunger. So I snack on water first and foremost, Um, but... When I am grabbing a snack, one of my favorites is just a banana with honey drizzled on the top, maybe a little bit of peanut butter mixed in, and then topped with seeds and nuts and maybe dried fruit like dried cranberries or raisins. Love that snack. Um, I also really like homemade salsa, and I'll get like um, like a whole grain type chip or cracker to eat it with. Um, it's really hard to find good salsa in Denmark, so we make a lot of homemade salsa. Question five, what do you do when you're craving junk food like candy? Well, usually I eat it. So like I said in episode 10, um, I try to do an 80% whole food diet and 20% whatever I want. So a lot of times I, you know, save space in my day to eat a little bit of chocolate or some ice cream, whatever. If it falls into the 20%, I'm good with it. Um, My favorite type of candy is anything with like peppermint and chocolate. So. I grew up kind of loving like Andy's Thin Mints and <laughs> Junior Mints. They're my absolute favorite. Here in Denmark, we have candy bars called Sport Ritter, and they have a peppermint flavor that I totally love. Um, but a healthy alternative to this snack that I have found is um, kind of a homemade peppermint patty. And I'll put the recipe to this blog. It's not my recipe. It's someone else's. But I'll put the link to it in today's show notes. It's made with um, it's like the white filling is like coconut oil. And it's sweetened with maple syrup and then it's covered in dark chocolate. And they're just they're super easy to make and kind of just keep in the freezer for when you have that craving. They're really, really good. And then I also really like um, like fat balls, they're called or protein balls. And those are usually like nuts and oats and cinnamon and sea salt. And kind of smoosh together with honey or peanut butter or something like that. And again, you kind of form them into a dough ball and keep them in the fridge or freezer. And they're nice to just kind of grab and eat when you kind of have a craving. And I'll put a recipe to a couple of those in the show notes for today too. Okay, so question number six, someone asked, what does a typical day look like for you with food? So I am kind of a creature of habit. I go through kind of seasons where I ha- I eat kind of like the same thing over and over right now and this has been going on for like at least a year. I'm like obsessed with eating an apple every morning. Like I just I love apples. I think they're so delicious. And I just think it's a really good way to kind of start the day. So I just slice an apple. I like it sliced really thin and then sprinkled with coarse sea salt. Um so I eat a pretty low sodium diet. I don't eat a lot of salt. And so it's important to have some sodium in your diet. And so I find that kind of starting my morning with it is great. So I sprinkle the apple with coarse sea salt. And then some mornings I'll also sometimes have like just a couple slices of um, cheddar, like, Good, natural, locally produced um, aged cheddar cheese alongside the apple. I don't know if Europe and I just started that within the last couple of months, but I think like Europe is ruining me where like now I just want to eat like fruit and cheese together all the time. But I love eating that in the morning. For lunch, I usually eat like a salad or some type of a grain bowl. So with the salads, I usually do spinach with chicken, some type of nuts on top, usually walnuts. Um, And then a homemade dressing that I just like shake up in a jar and top it with. Um, My grain bowls are usually like quinoa or bulgur topped with like chicken and quickly sauteed vegetables and maybe like a tahini peanut type sauce. So I try really hard to have all my breakfast and all of my lunch or any food that I'm eating before like 4 or 5 p.m. be basically whole foods. So that's kind of how I keep track of like that 80%. And then for dinner, we are a little bit more creative, I guess, or um, branch out. We have something different every night. Um, But our dinners usually consist of, you know, we love stir fry. We love pizza and tacos. And I think somebody asked about, like, what our favorite meals are. So I'll talk a little bit more about specific things that we make for dinner together later. But overall, I would say my day generally looks like an apple for breakfast. I have a latte mid-morning and I don't sweeten my lattes. Um, Occasionally, I'll add maple syrup maybe once or maybe twice a week just to kind of spice it up a little bit. Um, But I usually drink like an unsweetened latte. And then for lunch, I try to do like a salad or a grain bowl of some sort. So question number seven, how much meal prep do you do? The answer here is not much. I am not a meal prepper that what they call themselves? Um, contrary to what you might think, I I am not a meal prepper. Like I said, we live right by a bunch of grocery stores. So I prefer to go to the grocery store that day and get fresh ingredients. Um, What I will do is I'll cook like three to four servings of brown rice and quinoa, usually kind of mixed together, like a combination. I'll eat, I'll cook that on Sunday. And I might also make like two or three chicken breasts on Sunday and just cook it all together. That way, those are done throughout the week, so I don't have to take a lot of time out of my day to make lunch. I can just kind of whip together a grain bowl with the rice and quinoa or make a salad with the chicken. Um, Yeah, so they're kind of just things that save me time. But, yeah, I'm definitely not the type of person who spends, like, four hours on a Sunday prepping and portioning out meals. Definitely not so question eight compare and contrast your eating habits in the u s versus living abroad so for me, not much has changed. I would say my diet and my habits are pretty much the same um Josh, however lost like over twenty five pounds in the first like month or month and a half that we were here, and um he's pretty quick to admit that he eats way more vegetables here than he did in the u s uh so I guess. Yeah, I didn't, didn't really have a big change, but I think generally people eat more vegetables here and just way less like uh, crappy processed food. So less white bread, white pasta, stuff like that. It's easier to avoid here. Um question nine, what are your go-to sites or cookbooks to get inspired by recipes? So again, this is kind of a complex question for me. I don't follow a lot of recipes and I think that the more you get into like a whole foods diet, the more you kind of move away from recipes. I realized the other day that I don't bake anything and that um, I think it's probably been six years since I owned a mixer. And I very rarely buy like a bag of flour or a bag of sugar. And I think that that says a lot about kind of the type of food we cook and make at home. Um, So I don't do a lot of recipes. But when I look up information, or I guess what I would consider googling a recipe, it's usually like ways to prepare salmon or ways to season like a pork roast or something like that. Um, So I find meal inspiration a lot on Pinterest and Instagram. I like to just bookmark stuff. So I'll put a link in the show notes for today to my food and recipe Pinterest board, which I think has like 700 pins on it. Um, If you want to browse that to kind of get some ideas. Um, Okay, so question 10, what do you consider when you're going out to eat? Um, Not much. First of all, we don't eat out a lot in general, but um, once we moved to Copenhagen, we kind of made more of a conscious effort, I guess, to try going out to eat just as a way to like get out and see stuff and experience the culture and the city. So we do go to eat, I would say once a week, if not, maybe more than that on average. Um, But yeah, I would say one meal a week we eat out including, and that includes like breakfast, lunch, dinner, one meal a week we eat out. I think the biggest thing for me is like when you're going out to eat, um, especially in Copenhagen, (laughs) everything is expensive. So it's like, if I'm going out to eat, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to eat something that I really want to eat and hopefully something that's going to be delicious and exciting. And so I don't have a great answer here, except that I just, I go out and I try to enjoy it. Um, I mean, keep in mind, I'm not actively trying to lose weight. Um, but I, you know, if you are looking for things on the menu that are steamed, looking for meats. So eating, you know, a chicken breast with steamed vegetables, um, just trying to see what's on the menu that is as close to a whole food as possible can help you kind of decipher what's going to be one of the healthiest options. But I also just try to kind of tap into that intuitive eating thing. So if I'm, and I talked about that in episode 10, but just kind of trying to check in on like, is my body kind of telling me that it wants to eat something specific or am I just looking at the menu and like craving, you know, this baked pasta because The cheese sounds amazing. (laughs) Okay, so question 11. What are your favorite meals that you tend to repeat a lot? Okay, so Josh and I love like taco or burrito night. And we also love homemade pizza. It's kind of like an art form that I feel like we've been trying to perfect for like the seven years we've been married. So we don't go out to eat a lot. So on the weekends, you know, we love to make tacos. We love to make pizza. And we love to kind of experiment with the whole thing. Um, to make both of these things healthier, we do a lot of slow cooked meat. So we will slow cook pork for like six to 12 hours and then use it in tacos and on pizza over the course of the weekend. So when we make tacos, we um, season the meat ourselves. So we don't use like the prepackaged seasoning, put a lot of vegetables on top of the taco or burrito. So a lot of like chopped up spinach, peppers, green onion, and Kind of the same thing when we make a pizza. So we put a ton of vegetables on it. I was commenting the other night on how we chopped up like over three cups of spinach to put on a pizza. And we make a pretty small pizza for the two of us. And we put three cups of spinach on top of it. Like before it goes in the oven, it looks like a salad. (laughs) And then by the time it cooks and that spinach kind of reduces down, you don't even really notice it when you're eating it, but you're getting like a great dose of greens on the pizza. Um, so when we make pizza, we do like a thin crust. Sometimes we opt for like quinoa or flax or a wheat crust, but not always. But We do like a thinner crust. We do the home-cooked, slow-cooked meat on it. So avoid processed food like a pepperoni or sausage that so might be more processed. We shred our own cheese instead of buying um, packaged shredded cheese that usually has emulsifiers and stuff in it. And like I said, we just put lots of vegetables on it. So two of our favorite meals that we've kind of made into a healthier option that has a lot more like whole foods and vegetables kind of mixed into it. Another thing we make a ton of is stir fry. Um, so we love really, really salsa, uh, really, really spicy food. And stir fry is kind of one of those foods that we can really get creative with and make it really spicy. Um, so usually we just kind of like fry a little bit of meat in a wok. We'll set it aside and then toss some vegetables in there and saute those. Most often we make our own sauce which is usually honey, soy sauce and like a spicy pepper sauce like sriracha and just kind of shake it in a jar to create you know it's kind of a teriyaki like a spicy teriyaki type sauce. Um but yeah, we love tacos, pizza and stir fry and we've just kind of found ways to make them a healthier option. Question 12. Favorite ways to sneak healthy food into your meals. I feel like I kind of just covered that, but we put Spinach and everything, in everything and on everything. Tons of spinach. Um, like I said, we go through like two to three family size bags a week between the two of us. And then I also put sesame seeds and nuts like on everything, especially sesame seeds. Like I will just kind of shake them into everything because they're very good for you, and you really don't notice they're there. They're so tiny. Um, I also really like just mixing them into rice. So. If I'm steaming a pot of rice or even quinoa, I'll just kind of shake a bunch of sesame seeds in at the end and let them lightly steam. Because again, you don't even notice that they're there. Question 13, tips for eating healthy with limited time and energy. I think my best tip here is kind of what I was talking about earlier with my, my meal prep method, which is just to cook a healthy grain and a healthy protein on Sunday, put it in the fridge and use it throughout the week. I think that You know, sometimes waiting 45 minutes for some chicken to bake in the oven or waiting 20 minutes for some brown rice to boil can sometimes be the difference between making a healthy choice and, you know, running into Subway and grabbing a 12-inch sub at the last minute. Uh, So kind of having that stuff prepped ahead of time can kind of just kind of push you in the direction of making those healthier choices. It makes you know, whipping together a quick meal way easier. And it doesn't ever have to go to waste because if I ever get to that next weekend and I didn't eat that rice or quinoa or chicken, I just throw together a soup and like make a light um, chicken and rice soup on Sunday evening, which is easy. So it never needs to go to waste. Um, So that's probably my best tip is just prepare a healthy grain and a healthy protein on Sunday and use it throughout the week. Okay, 14. I have seen you mention cycle syncing before. What is it? Okay, so contrary to popular belief, this is not a um, soul cycle competitor. <laughs> um, cycle syncing, um, I actually pulled the definition off the internet simply because I knew that if I didn't, I would just kind of ramble and get off topic. So I'm just going to read it. Cycle syncing is when you adapt your diet, exercise routine, social calendar, and even important work engagements to the different phases of your monthly menstrual cycle. That way you give your body the support it needs rather than pushing it to perform at the same high level all the time. So the part of this that's most relevant here is the food aspect, but that's just kind of the idea that throughout a female's monthly cycle, you have hormones, particularly estrogen and progesterone that are fluctuating up and down. And there are foods that you can eat during certain weeks of the month to help support that. Um, It can just really help you know, support PMS or bloating, mental clarity, your emotions, all of that. I know it sounds really woo woo, but it's not. It's very scientific. Um, and if you aren't familiar with the way your body kind of changes when you're experiencing your natural cycle, it's absolutely fascinating. Um, and not just that, you know, what you eat impacts it, but the way that your brain is also impacted throughout the month and how you could kind of structure your life or your work to be more conducive to that. So if this seems interesting to you, I have two book recommendations. The first one is Woman Code by Alyssa v- Vitti. i probably not saying her name right. And then the second book is Moody Bitches by Julie Holland, and I'll put links to both of them in today's show notes. They are truly enlightening, and if you feel like your cycle's out of whack or you're not eating the right foods to kind of support your body, they're super, super interesting. Okay, so that is it for the Q&A. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted a question. It was really fun to see, I guess, just what your questions are. And it kind of helped me write episode 10 as well to just kind of know what people are curious about. So I've got show notes for this Q&A episode over at planpodcast.com. It has the links to all of those books I mentioned, my Pinterest board for food, and links also to a couple of those recipes that I mentioned for protein balls and homemade peppermint patties. Episode 12 of the Plan Podcast will be live on January 31st, and I will see you then. Thank you for tuning in and making some plans with us today. You can find the show notes for all episodes over at planpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell someone about it by sharing this episode with them and taking a moment to rate us and review us in the App Store. Don't forget, we've got plans next week, and we will see you then.